Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I have flown, I have sailed, I have moved about this world of ours, and ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Ship log for the bittersweet, Corvette ship, flower class, September the 19th, 1943. Captain Wallace Hanover. Current position, unknown. Last known registered position, latitude 58 degrees north, longitude 56 degrees west. Stranded just off the southern coast of Greenland, Labrador Sea. On mission, escorting a convoy, we encountered a surface German U-boat. Did our job, ran at it broadside and forced it to dive stayed on top of it as long as we could and preoccupied it with depth charge attacks. The convoy passed safely and continued on without us and was met by another Corvette escort 10 nautical miles southwest. Standard mission protocol, we observed a radio silence as to avoid detection. We continued with standard procedure and headed toward the nearest base, which is at Ikek Island, Greenland, at our top speed of 16 knots. We never made it. For reasons as to date I cannot explain, our engines just quit. Everything mechanically in the engine room checks out. We can find no reason whatsoever for our engines to have failed. In addition, the old-fashioned way is out. Raising the mast right a gust wouldn't help because there is no wind. Not even an occasional small breeze. The water is perfectly still, like, like it's frozen. It is so quiet and still that it's more than a little unnerving. Even if I were to break radio silence and send out Mayday, it would be of no use. The radio is as dead as the engines. In fact, everything, mechanical or electrical on the ship, seems to have just ceased working. And we are floating helplessly in the middle of nowhere. My chief engineer, Duncan, is currently diligently working in the engine room, trying to find an answer. 
figure it out. Is there anything I can do, Chief Engineer, sir? Yeah, you can tell me, Seaman Stewart, how does a dang near brand new flower class Corvette ship without a scratch on her? Tell me, how does it just stop running? Maybe that Nazi U-boat we chased off had some kind of secret weapon. <laughs> that would be one hell of a secret weapon. Oh, what's that look, Seaman? Just thinking. Since we've been stalled out here without any wind, I haven't been cold and wet for the first time in weeks. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, well, the uh, Corvette's forecast wasn't built to handle rough weather. Without waves, we're no longer taking a constant shower. Every wave, a cascade of water from every nook and cranny. <coughs> uh, as much as I want these engines to start up, get to shore, I don't mind telling you, sir, I'm enjoying the reprieve from shivering. It's nice, but... Bittersweet. <laughs> yes, sir. The bittersweet pride of the Royal Canadian Navy. Still plenty cold, though. This far north, you can never get warm enough. Oh, let's take a break. We'll go topside report to the captain. Let him know we don't know anything. Ahoy, Captain! Chief Engineer? Tell me good news. Well, we still have plenty of corned beef and powdered potatoes. I said good news. Sorry, sir. I'm afraid that's as close as I can get to good news, sir. I can't find any reason whatsoever for these engines to not be running. I stripped them down and damn near completely rebuilt them. Nothing makes any sense. It's almost been a full day, close to 24 hours. No wind, no movement, no sound, not a bird or a cloud in the sky. It's like we're stuck in a painting. Aye, sir. Well, we're gonna have no choice but to rig a rowing system. I'll need your help devising some kind of oars. We can use lumber from the masts. Aye, sir. With all 85 crew members, it should give us enough manpower to be able to propel the ship. It'll be slow, but it beats not moving. We'll assemble the men, let them know we're down to that. I can't think of any other options. Chief, is that a breeze? Aye, sir. Wait. We're moving, sir. Head to the wheelhouse. The senior officer must have figured it out. The engines aren't on and, and the masts aren't raised. How? We're moving at quite a clip, sir. How fast do you figure we're moving, Chief? I've never seen us moving this fast. It, it's got to be over 16 knots. That's... That's impossible. Captain! Hey, what's all this? What are all you men staring at? Senior Officer York, what are you doing out here? Why aren't you in the wheelhouse at the helm? The wheelhouse, sir? Yes, sir. Look for yourself, sir. Who is that at the wheel? I don't know, sir. None of us do. I can't quite make out who it is. It's like... It's like he keeps moving. Changing shape. Yes, sir. But it's not a he, sir. It appears to be a woman, sir.
ship log for the bittersweet Corvette ship flower class, September the 19th, 1943. Log entry number two, Captain Wallace Hanover. Current position, unknown. Navigation equipment not working. All mechanical and electrical systems still down. Despite that, we are somehow moving. Chief Engineer Duncan estimates that we are moving somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 knots way over our maximum speed with our engines. We believe we are heading in a northwest direction. Uh, we'll know more at sunset when we can see the stars. Last known position was south of Greenland in the Labrador Sea. I am very wary of writing this log entry. I fear how this is going to look to any superior officers or anybody that may find and read this. That is why I want to be very clear the account of recent occurrences I'm about to relay, I am holding fast to finding a logical explanation. But for now, for this entry, these are the facts as I know them. This morning, with all mechanical and electrical systems still down and engines not working, we suddenly started moving. No engines, no wind, no masts or sails. Moving at a very high speed. When we approached the wheelhouse, the men and senior officer York were all standing outside, silently staring. When we approached, we observed what they saw. There was a figure, a, a person of, of sorts, at the wheel. The figure was hard to identify because the shape seemed to change, as if it was being blown slightly by the wind, like a long ribbon in the wind. No, uh, more like like clouds, but yet there is a constant shape to be made out. And that shape is of a woman. Her hair is long and matted like she's wet. Her dress is torn and long and also appears to be wet. Her face is white and sad. In fact, moving around the wheelhouse and observing from different perspectives, I have noticed that she appears to be crying. No crew member recognizes her. Nobody saw her before or where she came from. When we try to approach her, she screams. She screams so violently and loud that it pierces our skulls and incapacitates us, drops us to our knees. The sound is not only deafening, but extremely painful. Consequently, we can only stand and look and wait. Where we are going, where she's taking us, God only knows. In addition, she is singing almost constantly, whispery, low, yet it seems to surround us. A shanty song. It's a song that I and the most experienced of our sailors have never heard before. And I thought I'd heard them all. the call of man I will find the sorrow back again Captain, sun is going down We should be able to get a handle on exactly where we are with the sextant once we can see the stars Maybe figure out where we're heading Captain Captain <laughs> 
Yes. Sorry, Mr. Duncan. I was thinking. Sir to crew. Look at them. They're frightened out of their skulls. You've got to do something. Do what? What do you want me to do? What, what do you want me to tell them? I can't wrap one single solitary piece of logic around any of this. Tell them she's a lunatic stowaway? How does that explain the engines or our speed or the, or the screaming? Maybe I'd tell them we're all dreaming or we're suffering some kind of mass hallucination. Tell them the truth. What truth is that, Chief? She's a spirit. That just cannot be, Mr. Duncan. You don't believe, sir? I do not. There has to be a logical explanation for all of this. Not everything has an explanation, sir. Some things are just beyond us. There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. <laughs> Shouldn't quote Hamlet, Chief. That didn't end well. Just saying, Captain. Maybe you should stop looking for a logical explanation. We need to consider all possibilities. Getting dark. Yeah, that's not going to help with the crew's nerves. They're already on the verge of a panic. Nothing I can do about that, Chief. Let the senior officer know when he is able to determine our course to report to me immediately. I'll be in my quarters. Come in. You have a report, Mr. York? Yes, sir. We've been able to determine our course. Yes? Sir, we are heading through the Northwest Passage. The Northwest Passage? Are you sure? Yes, sir. Very sure, sir. The passage is barely passable even if we had the right ship. The Corvette can't break through the ice. And at this speed, hitting ice is going to tear us apart. It would take a miracle to navigate that. And we're not equipped for the cold. The crew... Mr. York, we are sailing in a certain death. Ship log for the bittersweet Corvette ship flower class, September the 25th, 1943. Captain Wallace, Hanover. Current position, unknown. We are somewhere in the middle of the Northwest Passage. It has been one week since our ship was shanghaied by the mysterious figure at the helm, and we continue to travel at a high rate of speed. Miraculously, we have managed to avoid any ice flow. However, the crew is suffering greatly. They are slowly freezing to death. Men are sleeping on lockers or tabletops or any dark place that offers a little warmth. That in itself is not unusual for a Corvette. The ship is already devilishly unforgiving and not built for comfort of a crewman, but the relentless wind from our speed, the constant deluge of water from waves, and the fact that we're all well over our normal voyage time is ungodly. Fortunately, we are good on food supply. Unfortunately, we have nothing but corned beef and powdered potatoes. We started with 85 crew members. We are now at 82 and have had three burials at sea. Those services have been horrific, as we cannot stop and deposit the body in a respectful nature. Instead, we are forced to toss them overboard. And because of the speed, watch them hit the water with such velocity that the bodies 
explode and dismember before our eyes. Dear God, will she ever stop? I'm telling you, Captain, I don't think I can take much more. I am well aware, Mr. York. We are all well aware. We lost another man this morning, sir. Seaman Lundberg. Would you like me to make service arrangements? No. I can't bear to witness any more of that. What then would you like done with the body, sir? I don't know. Can't you figure something out? Do I have to solve everything? Sorry, sir. It's just... The crew, sir. I'm afraid of the psychological toll. Not knowing where they're going, the cold, the idea the ship is being helmed by some kind of entity. They're terrified, and I fear they are descending into madness. And what would you like me to do about it, Mr. York? Huh? Tell me, exactly what is it you think that I should do about that? Something. Anything. You stand here day after day and do nothing. We need a plan. Some kind of leadership. Watch yourself, Mr. York. You are dangerously close to insubordination. Are, are you serious? Do you really think that I'm concerned about my rank? That is enough, Mr. York. Enough? Enough! We've had more than enough. We've got to do something. Get a hold of yourself, Mr. York, or you will spend the duration of this voyage to hell in the brig. And who is going to put me in there? You? There isn't a man on the ship willing, or even able for that matter, to follow an order or have the strength to haul me away. Mr. York, I will gladly take you there myself. Save my lovely, close your eyes. We'll find our way beyond these great skies. Dear God, what is that she sings? Near as I can tell, it's a shanty about stowaways on a ship bound through the Northwest Passage. Perhaps she considers herself a stowaway on our ship. Trying to get to the Beaufort Sea. Which is the other side of the passage. Dear God, tell me that's not where we are heading. The call of men, I will find the sorrow back again. I'm going to talk to her. Sir? I don't have any other ideas. Maybe... Maybe I can reach her somehow. But the screaming, you can't get close enough to her. I'll keep my distance. Ahoy! Hello! I am Captain Wallace Hanover of the Bittersweet. Please do not scream, I will come no closer. I only wish to talk with you. I... I we just want to know... If you can talk, communicate with us. Maybe tell us where we are going. I'm coming. Don't worry. Stay calm. I'm coming. Where? Where are you going? Sleep, sleep. All will be well, I promise. Sleep? Y you wish us to sleep? I will come back. I promise you, I will be back. Please. I beg of you, please. Tell us what you want from us. Tell us. We want to help. Don't worry. All will be 
ship log for the bittersweet Corvette ship flower class, September the 30th, 1943. Captain Wallace Hanover. Current position, unknown, somewhere in the Northwest Passage. Only five members of the crew are still alive. Myself, Chief Engineer Duncan, Senior Officer York, and two deckhands. Today, after nearly two weeks of this nightmare, in the middle of the night, we stopped. The figure at the helm disappeared and we are surrounded by ice flows. Chief Duncan attempted to get the engines going, but they are still inoperable. And once again, everything was still and frozen. Nothing. Once the sun rose, we were able to make out our surroundings and saw that we were among many ships, all derelict. A rough count was about 15 vessels from what we could see. All different types, schooners, clippers, gunboats. We could see no activity or movement on any of them. Lifeless. In the center of this graveyard was one ship, a schooner. On her side was painted the Octavius. That can't be. What is it, Chief? That ship there in, in the center, it, it, it says Octavius. What is the Octavius? I read about her. 18th century ship disappeared in the Northwest Passage. She left England for the Orient in 1761 and successfully arrived, but the captain gambled on a return through the Northwest Passage. She was never heard from again. Well, one of the many ships that met their demise trying to navigate the passage. Did they all meet their demise here? In this exact spot? Only one way to find out. We're going to have to do some recon. All of us, sir? Only five of us left? All of us. At the very least, we need to see if any of these ships are operable. No reason to remain on board here. Except to die. We'll start with the Octavius. Here we are. Uh, we can pull ourselves up on deck with these hanging lines. Nobody here, sir. Not a sign of life. Uh, well, let's head below deck. Hail Mary. What in the name of all that is holy? It looks like the entire crew. They're frozen in time. It's like they all just sat down and froze to death. They're preserved. They look like wax figures. Captain! What is it, Chief? Sir, these aren't all the same uniforms. What do you mean? I mean, some of these men are dressed in World War I naval uniforms. Some of these men, this one here, dates back to the turn of the century. He's right. A lot of them aren't even from the ship. Or the 18th century. This man is still holding a tinderbox. Some of them aren't men. Look here. Under this blanket. Oh. A woman. Holding a child tight. They can't be part of any crew. How did they get here? This man over here, at the desk, seems to be the captain of the Octavius. He's frozen. With pencil in his hand. Looks like he was writing in the ship's log. What does it say? Uh, let me see. Careful, it's brittle. Ship's log for the schooner Octavius. November the 5th, 
1762, Captain John Warren. Current position unknown. Somewhere Captain in the northwest passage. Trapped in the ice now for three trapped days. In the ice now for three Provisions days. low. Until today, there were only five of us remaining. Now there are four. The rest of the crew has died of starvation or frozen to death. Only myself and two other crewmen plus our stowaways. We discovered them. A woman named Mary and her son Edgar a little over a week ago in the hold. They boarded us as the only means of passage home to England. Her husband had brought them to the Yukon, searching for gold, and had passed away, leaving them penniless and destitute and no means to return. Out of desperation, having learned of our destination, boarded the Octavius, in dock in the middle of the night, and hid away. Alas, they, like us, will never return to see home again. The woman Mary keeps singing a song to her son to keep him calm. The song, however, has the opposite effect on me. Fills me with dread and foreboding. This morning, as the boy slipped into the sleep from which he would not return, the woman Mary promised him that she would find help and bring someone back to help them. At this point, I can barely move my hand to write. I am. It then becomes legible scribbling. This woman, under the blanket. She looks a lot It can't like... be. It, it just can't. It is. I, I tell you, it is. Look at her. She never gave up. She kept looking for help. Taking over ships and bringing them back to her son. That's what all these ships are. And they all boarded the Octavius. Like us. And they died here. Like us. The singing. The specter. It's back. Where is she? There. Good woman. She's... she's alive. No. She just doesn't know she's dead. I left my life, threw it all away. Ship log for the bittersweet. Corvette ship Flower Class. September the 30th, 1943. Captain Wallace Hanover. Current position, unknown, somewhere in the Northwest Passage. I am writing this log on the desk of the captain of the Octavius. I now feel the cold slowly beginning to envelop my body. I need to close my eyes just for a moment, but I know I will not wake up. And that I will be entombed here for eternity with my brethren. This fraternity of kidnapped men brought here to save this woman and her son. Ah, I wish I could. I cannot. I, I, I cannot.
The following message is for podcasters only. If you are a listener and not a podcaster, you are permitted to cover your ears and say la 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 for the next 30 seconds or so. Okay. Podcasters, if you create audio drama and or comedy, you are invited to join the brand new Mutual Audio Network. Not only will your productions be showcased in a brand new Netflix-ish type of distribution, but you'll also share in resources from music to sound effects to voices to people saying la 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 la. For details, visit MutualAudioNetwork.com or inquire at MutualAudio at gmail.com. You can stop la-la-ing now. I can't hear you. Got my ears covered. La-la!